Hey everyone, my name's Tyler, also known as the fourth dollop of sour cream. And I'm Steve. Welcome to Wikipedia. For those of you not familiar with it, we like to get together, have a few drinks, and learn about whatever random pages Wikipedia has to offer. Uh, to start, we'll all click on random page on Wikipedia, discuss the pages that we land on, figure out which is probably the most interesting, and then from there, jump to another page. Uh, before we get started, what's everybody drinking? I guess I should also probably introduce Jamario, our special guest today. Jamario, Jamario was at our live recording at uh, Raj of the Garage for the last episode, and we liked his contribution so much we asked him to come back, and we'll see how long it takes before we regret that decision. Probably as long as it takes for me to revoke someone's hood pass. Whoa, better watch out. You granted it and then immediately revoked it was the best part. I mean, he said some 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 non-hood ass shit, so it was deserved. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, Eric can't be here because he is apparently dying of the flu. The goob flu. Oh uh, no, just the regular ass flu. Just the the February get fucked stay in bed for a week flu. Yeah, I feel mine coming on, so I've been staying at home in preparation for it, so that way it doesn't dump yeah. truck me while I'm at work. And I haven't been sick, so these have just been wasted days. Yeah, well, better than feeling like trash. I know I got absolutely bodied a couple weeks ago. I ended up sleeping like 25 hours in the span of a day and a half. I was just useless. Yeah, I uh, I was not having a good time earlier this week either, and... It's, I was just like constantly coughing and coughing stuff up and my nose is constantly stuffy and basically fuck this earth. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On so that uh, what's everybody drinking tonight? Jamario? Um, I am drinking an IPA and a whole ass bottle of Jameson. Yes, I'm taking it straight to the head. Also, I forgot to introduce mm. the audience. Say hi, audience. We are the audience. Hi. Regret everything. Yeah. Where my hose at? I guess you guys are the hoes. <laughs> um, we're, we're the hoes. We're the oh, hoes. We're the hoes. We're the hoes. All right, Tyler, what about you? Uh, I am drinking New Riff Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Uh, I got this at the party source down in Kentucky. I, it was recommended to me because they're like, oh, man, it's a really good one. You should try it out. And, uh, man, it... it it packs a punch. It's uh, it is very strong, <laughs> very very spicy. Uh, not for the faint of heart. I, it, it's rough even for me. If it's, it's rough, sixty-five percent. Ooh, what's that? I was gonna say if it's rough for you, it's rough. That sounds like some shit that I can get behind. Okay, if you want to, just <laughs> let me know and I'll go find it. And uh, I am back to the Quiet Man. It's an Irish Scotch that I found recently, and or an Irish whiskey, I guess. Irish scotch doesn't make any sense. Um, but it's it's really smooth. It's nice and got like some fruity elements to it. I could just drink it all day. But I won't because that would mean I have a problem. Nah, it's only a problem if it keeps you from doing shit. Quote unquote the issues. <laughs> it can still be a problem even if you get stuff done. <laughs> Sorry. Whoa. Ooh. Got Kentucky. That does sound strong. Uh, I don't know now. Yeah, it's 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 tough to take down. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get drunk off this because I won't be able to get much down. That sounds like you're a quitter. <laughs> Why are you quitting? You call me a bitch. Yep. You got a problem over there? Yep. Uh, 
Okay, cool. <laughs> Got that settled. So uh, let's go ahead and let's hit random page. Let's see what we come up with. And ooh, hmm. mine is not very pleasant. Mine's not very good. The Huron Indian Cemetery in Kansas City is what I got. Oh, very nice. I got YG Entertainment, a Korean music label. Hmm. I got uh, 2015 and 2016 Minnesota Golden Gophers women's ice hockey season. Nice. <laughs> that wow. Was, that was the title. Like, not even just, like, the, the team, the, just that, that season. Like, does it even have the... I'm sure it's got their record somewhere, it... probably the roster, any records that were okay. set at the school. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they do got the roster. And just, like, a bunch of their scores and stuff. Not a whole lot. Well, uh, mine is all about how the Wyandotte tribe was forced out of Ohio, and then a bunch of them died in Kansas. Yikes! So... Cheers to Ohio! Yeah, cheers to Ohio. Cheers to Kansas. We're the best! We the best. Uh, we we certainly exist. I mean, we exist. Apparently, we're good at genocide too. That seems to be a thing. Yeah. Um. How long is that article of yours, Jamario? The uh the record label. Oh, it is lengthy. Okay. You know what? Then uh, go ahead and paste that link into Discord. I think we're gonna go with uh. Would you say YG Entertainment? That is correct. That's what we're gonna go with. Let's start with some uh some Korean label. Give me that link, bitch. It's going to be pretty fun. We get to butcher a bunch of Korean. It's going to be oh, dope. Oh, fuck. You're right. We do. Um, well, since it was your article, Jamario, why don't you start? Oh, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> YG Entertainment. Korean. I don't know how to read Hangul. <laughs> Excellent Korean pronunciation. I mean, I, I studied it in college and said, all right, I'll just get a passing grade on this. But I understand it. Nonetheless, YG Entertainment Inc. is a South Korean entertainment company established in 1996 by... by yes, dogs. yes, Jeff. God bless the barking dog. By Yang Hyun Suk. The company operates as a record label, talent agency, music production company, event management and concert production company, and music publishing house. It's a bunch of shit. They're busy. Very busy. Uh... So they uh, have a lot of different uh, artists that they have, including a lot of big names on here. We sung Epic High. I love We Sung. To anyone? Uh, you got to anyone? Psy. Oh shit, Psy. Oh shit, Psy. Big, big Bang. Bang. Hey, this this is the record label of Korea. Blackpink. Yeah. Blackpink. Basically, all these artists are on are on pump at some point. Yeah. yeah, there is a lot of fucking really good stuff. But it's interesting because they got this big K-pop scene going here. But apparently, if you look at the history of it, in 96, it started off with a lot of hip-hop, actually. Yeah, in the 90s, Korea was, like, super into hip-hop. Yeah, and that's where my one of my favorite Korean artists, Wee Sung, was back in 1999. And it was still kind of hip-hop. We Sung was kind of one of the R&B singers. And they landed their first, I guess, idol singer, which most of you may be familiar with. If not, that's a pretty fun culture. Go ahead and take it's the time to look that up. Yeah, it started off uh, under the... The artists were under the name YG Family. And obviously you got some We Sung in there. And they had some uh, interesting names. One of them was actually uh, G-Dragon. I know that is a, a really hey, big name. I like G-Dragon. He's, he's OG. The time that he first got signed with them, he was 13. That makes sense because he doesn't sound too old now. 
holy fuck, I'm old. Oh, shit. Uh, yep, you old, buddy. You're old, too. We're all grandpas here. Yeah, I, I didn't realize Big Bang, the Korean group, was that old. They formed in 2006? I don't realize they've been around that long. I just like the description in, in Wikipedia. Despite an initial lukewarm reception, the groups that break through this following year and uh, consistent popularity have made them one of the biggest, most bankable boy bands in the world. Damn. Bankable boy bands. That's that's a tongue twister there. There you go. Not bangable. No, not bangable. Not, no. Not bangable. I mean, depends I mean, on your perspective uh, yeah, and what your audience will be, but... Probably not those guys. I don't think they. I don't think the, your audience would be into it. But yeah, the. Uh, I guess they said they tried to push Seven to be a uh, popular in North America, but it just didn't work. Yeah, I've heard of Seven, but yeah, like he like, kind of came up in a time when that genre wasn't like too big in the U.S. Early two yeah. thousands. That was just a bad time for music in general. I think. I mean, at that point, like, J-pop and J-rock were kind of like the Asian music of choice for most U.S. audiences at that point. And overall, culturally, we were so into, like, the mass-produced stuff. That's when Britney Spears and all the boy bands were huge and, like, all the Britney Spears competitors. Holy shit! Fun factoid. Apparently, Travis, um, audience member, said that Seven was in an episode of Fuller House. What? Why? Yes, I don't know what's what's more amazing that they were in a Fuller House episode or that Travis watches Fuller or House. That someone watched it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, 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 no. It's no. so good. In 2012, the label signed rapper and producer Tableau, leader of the hip hop group Epic High, relaunching his career after a musical hiatus following his Stanford controversy. Uh, Musical hiatus following his Stanford controversy is a link. I okay, we'll keep that link in mind. I we are gonna follow. Want to see how deep this rabbit hole goes? We're gonna keep that link in in mind. Yeah, yeah. It looks like around 2014 was when they started managing actors as well. I don't know too much about uh, Korean actors, but I do not know. Anything, I know literally dick nothing. all about Korean actors. Barely about K-pop music at this point. <laughs> Which Korean actor are we talking about, audience member? I don't know. They got some names here. It looks like in 2015, they invested $100 million in building a new like complex to be a studio and management area. And then they created some sub-labels. So apparently, they, this is the group in Korea. Like, If you're not managed by them, you're nothing. Yeah, uh, this is the group that had Gangnam Style. This is the this is the uh, overlord of Korean pop music. Overlord, what a what a choice choice word there. Uh, Tense Tencent, the the Chinese technology company, owns a four and a half percent stake in them. Wow, that's a lot. Considering uh, if we go back up to the top, there's. Their uh, net income in 2017 was 10 million. 10 million or billion? Million. Really? Okay, I was about to say 10 billion. What the fuck? Yeah, looks like they spent a lot. Their revenue is approaching billions. Oh, on May 15th, 2018, it was announced that Psy would be leaving the company. Well, pack it up. <laughs> They're done. And that's pretty much, that's the last part. Well, I mean, that's the last part of their history. What other partnerships? Asiana Airlines? What? Oh, okay. It was just 
they agreed to use Asiana Airlines for moving all their personnel around. That's that's whatever. This may be the alcohol talking and not the linguist in me talking, but <laughs> bang ye damn. <laughs> Thanks, Jamario, for that contribution. Anyway. <laughs> um, YG in China is distributed by Tencent, which is interesting because I know Tencent owns a lot of various things uh i know that they own they've got their fingers in a lot they they own a lot of like video game studios they have a far reach in the market so if you look down a little bit at their subsidiaries there's a really cool building that they had is there uh one of their buildings in seoul like that's an awesome looking building yeah uh, so the yg entertainment building in seoul yeah it's this weird uh, it's made of a lot of concrete, but it's really, like... Smooth. Yeah, it's very smooth, very curvy. Like, it, it definitely goes against a lot of the uh, brutalistic kind of architecture of our time. Yeah, definitely. It's a lot more, like, natural and flowing. Yeah, man, it's because they want to do They just want to flow, go with the flow, man. Come on, you know. I'm more so curious who designed that building, because usually a lot of those, that style is pretty definitive of certain architects. Yeah, there's probably some other buildings like that somewhere else in the world. Probably not a lot. YG Entertainment pledged to donate 100 won for every album sold, 1% of all merchandise sales, and 1,000 won for every concert ticket sold to charity. <laughs> so no wonder they have 10 million. That's why they're spending so much goddamn money. I mean... They even they even sent a half million dollars to Japan after the Tohoku earthquake. It's just very interesting because I know, in general, I know that there's been a lot of, like, tension between Japan and Korea. Just general racism, basically. Just good old-fashioned racism. All right, so where are we going to go from here? I, I guess know we about could the go Stanford to the Stanford controversy. What was that about? We're going to the Stanford controversy. Yeah, we're going to go up there. The only other thing that was even remotely interesting was the uh, Tohoku earthquake. Oh, so with this, uh, this just jumps to a specific subsection of the Tableau page. Uh, Lee Shun Wong, Daniel Armand Lee. Okay, so it basically starts out. Um, Epic High is going on hiatus because DJ Tukuts, I guess that's how you pronounce it, uh, had to enlist in the mandatory military service in Korea. Basically, everyone has to do that in Korea. They have to have, what is it, like... I think it's like two years. Two years? Yeah. Tableau and Mithra would be working on solo careers until they returned. Basically, two fan sites came up from random people after the, after the split of the group. And... Um, I forget where I was going with this. <laughs> so, yeah, um, it was just saying that Epic High had a hiatus because one guy had to go in military service. And then they were working on on solo careers. But then, like, some fucking blogs came up challenging his academic record, Tableau's, which, now that I'm reading it, I do have questions. How did he get a bachelor's and master's degree in English and creative writing in three and a half years? From fucking Stanford. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, basically these these people on the internet started to make some conspiracy theory stuff, um, and apparently that kind of gained traction in like the mainstream news in Korea. Just more people uh, kind of started showing off in inconsistencies in his transcript. <laughs> so uh, they're like, everyone's like, uh, what's going on with this guy? Basically, even though Tableau posted his official transcript and other legal documents. Many netizens refused to believe him netizens. and called for other documents, such as his immigration statement and diploma. 
Tableau visited Stanford University in late August to disprove these allegations by having the university registrar reprint his documents on camera. Wow. Despite the documentary and Stanford's administrations clearly siding with Tableau, membership at We Demand the Truth from Tableau increased to as many as 190,000 within a few days as numerous netizens refused to believe it. They received death threats. Oh my goodness. Jesus. No, but my favorite statement of this entire article. On October 9th, however, police confirmed that Tableau had indeed graduated (laughs) from Stanford. How big is it that police have to go, no, 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 he checks out everyone. South Korean police filed an arrest warrant domestically and with Interpol for the arrest of the user What Becomes who was revealed to be a 57-year-old Korean-American named Yung Suk Kim living <laughs> in the United States. In addition, 22 people received summons indicating they had been sued for criminal defamation. You know what? I, I appreciate the gumption of this site because they said, you know what? Nah, we don't take that from trolls. Fuck them. You can catch this. You can catch this prison time. Following the results of the investigation, it was revealed that What Becomes had fraudulently used a friend's identification number to create the website violating terms of service for the provider. However, many members from that fan site joined another community called We Demand the Truth from Tableau 2, <laughs> oh. which is the membership of over 33,000 netizens, despite proof provided by both the university and the police. I mean, if the university is like, yeah, he did it. I mean, yeah, he worked hard. He did it. And the cops are like, why are you fucking bothering us? Here's his transcripts. Go away. And you're still going to be like, you know, I don't think so. I think I know better. I mean, this sounds very, this sounds very familiar. Like, like a certain, hey, he wasn't born here. Let's see the birth certificate. Oh, fucking Christ. You're right. It's the Korean, it's the K-pop equivalent of the birther conspiracy. Why does everything have to come back to Donald Trump? Is Donald Trump the new Hitler of Wikipedia? The new Hitler of Wikipedia. (laughs) What? What the fuck does that mean? Just a quick wrap up, I guess, of this. After the whole controversy, he ended up coming back and signing for another four-year contract with IG as a solo artist. And then shortly after, Tableau came back and reunited with the rest of Epikai and released, uh, was it one album? A single? Yeah, it looks yeah. like a single. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much the, uh... What? This sentence pisses me off. August 31st, 2015, Tableau released a teaser clip for a collaboration track with American rapper and co-founder of Pro Era, Joey Badass. Their collaborated song, Hood, was released September 5th, 2015. There's just, like, the most unoriginal stuff going on there. Hood. My name's Joey Badass. His Joey Badass Hood. is, you know, I, I'm i familiar with Joey Badass's music. It's pretty good. I've never heard this song. That's not a good sign. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. Welcome to the Hood. Am I right, boys? Okay, anyway, let's move along. <laughs> sure will. Okay, so where do we go from here? Hmm. We could go to the Return of Superman. Oh, I was just looking at that. The Return of Superman. Let's do it. The South Korean ver- reality variety show. What the fuck is this? Oh, no. I thought this was going to be about Superman. <laughs> no, this is something else entirely. 
The Return oh of God. Superman, also known as Superman is Back, is a South Korean reality variety show that airs on KBS2. The Return of Superman is one of the two segments. The other segment is One Night, Two Days on Happy Sunday. What the hell is this about? We are the going synopsis. down the K-pop TV rabbit hole, folks. We did it. Sure we're are. in. Oh, here. we're off to a good start with we're off to a good start with this synopsis. Celebrity dads are left to care for, <laughs> take care of their kid alone for forty eight hours without the help of anyone, while their wives leave the home to enjoy some relaxing time. Oh God, here we go. Look at this progressive this, television. This, you know, actually, this, this seems like dads. a show. That sounds like a show that could succeed in the U.S. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, that gender role stuff is kind of still grained into, you know, here in the U.S. Yeah. During the 48 hours, the dads and children are either doing a task the wives have written out for the dads to complete, or the dads are exploring new activities with their kids. Occasionally, celebrity friends of the dads will stop by to interact with the kids. It's like wife swap, but... No wife swap, just worse. But you don't get one back, it's just gone. Let's see, the cast, it's interesting because child is listed from oldest to youngest. Like, why do you have to point that out? Why does that... Like, why do I care that much? I don't give a fuck that you've got, like, that many kids. I really don't. Just you give me their names. I'm just gonna assume they're random ages. Uh, it, the interesting part about this is, you know, it's Korean, so you think, like, oh, here's a bunch of Korean names. But then you have... 2016 episode 154 to the present the dad is sam hammington <laughs> hammington <laughs> with the, with his sons william hammington and bentley hammington what a terrible last name i think those are americanized well hold on i think those are americanized names because they have their korean name jung tae and jung Sung afterwards so if you hover over sam hammington He's a New Zealand-born Australian comedian who is primarily active in South Korea. What? Former cast. Have they got any other non-Koreans in there? Tableau was on an episode. Yeah, it's basically all Korean. Chu Song-hoon, an MMA fighter. So clearly, going to this New Zealand guy was a kind of a new way to you know spice it up, so to speak. Yeah. Special cast Robert Kelly, an American political analyst who worked at a university. Oh my god, I my heart stopped for a second. Oh, oh no, Outsiders on here. What? Yeah, dude, 2017, episode 191 and 192. Nice. Outsider the dad. All right, yeah, the rest of this is way too Korean for me, and I don't know who any of these people are. Yeah, it gets a little... Uh, oh, there's controversies. There's a controversy section. Viewers voiced their complaints that the mothers showed up too frequently. <laughs> The complaints were targeted at Tableau's family due to his wife, Hyejong, appearing entirely during their segment from episodes 52 to 53. So the whole point of the episode is mom leaves and you figure shit out on your own. And mom never left that episode. In July 2015, the announcement of Lee Dong-guk and his family joining the show was met with negativity and complaints from fans of Song Il-kuk and his triplet sons. Fans of Song and his son saw it as a sign that Song and his family would be leaving the show and complain on KBS's forum about adding new family and KBS offering Song in an upcoming drama role as a reason for Song to leave the variety show. KBS assured Song's fans that the decision for him and his family was to leave the show was made entirely of their own accord. This is not drama. No. 
How the fuck did this show win awards? Multiple awards. I mean, maybe the fact that it won awards shows how much people are invested in it that they had to make controversies out of absolutely nothing. Oh my fucking god. Well, the only rewards they were getting is through KBS, so... Uh, yeah, mostly. And all of them... I mean, like, of course they're gonna be popular because they're filled with a bunch of celebrity dads. Yeah. Alright, well, you know what I want to do from here? I want to check out that New Zealand guy, Sam Hammington. I am down. That's the most <laughs> logical connection at this point. Let's go check out Sammy Hammy. Yes, let's go south. All right, Sam Hammington is a New Zealand-born Australian comedian who is primarily active in South Korea. It's a hell of a sentence. He was a cast member of the popular reality military show Real Men. Yikes. Holy shit, Scott, you were right, actually. <laughs> you said that he, one of the audience members said that, hey, yeah, he's, he's in Real Men. That's actually the name of the show that the guy was in. Scott, you know way too much about actors. While in business school, he decided he needed to take up an Asian language to help build up his resume. Due to the popularity of Japanese and Chinese, he decided to study Korean. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hold on. Reading ahead a little bit. In October 2013, Hamilton married Korean Jung Yumi. They had two wedding ceremonies, a traditional Korean one in Korea and another in his home country in Australia at the Melbourne Zoo. The couple have two sons, William Tayo and Bentley Wu Sung. Bentley Hamington. Apparently, he was in a movie in 2014 called How to Steal a Dog. Yeah, he was also in the, the TV show Let's Eat as the role of president of Soy Sauce Crab Restaurant. <laughs> what? That's what the God. most Asian sentence. President. President of the restaurant. Two entries before that is him playing Hamlet. I'm no, sorry, Hamill. I misread Hamlet. Wow. <laughs> I was like, that's that's quite the... That's slumming it quite a bit. From Hamlet to president of Soy Sauce Crab Restaurant. <laughs> what the fuck is this TV show? Creaking Heroes? It's a red link, so I don't even know. It's new. All right, well, where the fuck are we going to go from here? We can check out one of these weird movies or TV shows. Since we, we got kind of stuck on it, you want to go to Let's Eat so we can learn how he was the president of Soy Sauce Crab Restaurant? <sighs> yeah. I'm excited. Guess we can. All right. So, Let's Eat. Oh, okay. We're staying in Korea then. Basically, it's a South Korean television series aired uh, between uh, November 2013 and March 2014. Basically, the series is about four single people who are brought together by their love of food. Uh, so that probably explains why he's president of soy sauce restaurant because they keep on going to his soy sauce restaurant what the fuck is a soy sauce restaurant there is no such goddamn thing (laughs) no it's soy sauce crab restaurant okay get it right i'm I'm sorry i'm sorry what the fuck is soy sauce crab it's crab with soy sauce what do you want not crab with soy sauce. Crab is yeah, perfectly I, good that. on its own with, like, butter and some shit. And some Cheddar Bay biscuits, you know? I mean, them bitches slap, though. They do slap. <laughs> the drama features eating scenes of the characters who live alone. Great. Park jun producer-director of the drama, said, The drama focuses on building relationships between strangers through having a meal and ultimately relieving their solitude. It portrays the process of how people improve relations via food, and further explained that Korean dramas have lots of eating scenes in which conflict erupts or settles down. 
So these episode names are pretty good. Like, why life is like eating dinner alone. Apparently had no Nielsen rating at all. The rest of them have Nielsen ratings around like one to one and a half percent, but that one just didn't have anything. I hope that means no one watched it, that literally no one turned it on. That would make me feel pretty good just knowing that, because that, that title sounds incredibly depressing. How about this title? Everyone who's not in love now is guilty. The taste of love. Mm-mm-mm. Bittersweet. <laughs> Korea strikes again. I want to be alone. Everybody, get out. Answer me, neighbors. A declaration of living alone. And that's episode one. This, this whole thing starts off incredibly depressing. And it's supposed to be about food and love. And uh, I'm sad. There's a sequel. Let's eat two. Two? Oh. Great. They get new neighbors, basically. Yeah, one guy reprises his role, and then there's different neighbors. Cool, I guess. Cool. All right, where are we going to go from here? Because now we're still very much stuck in Korea. There's some broad topics like paralegal or gourmand. Divorce client. Oh, my God. Dog owner. We can go to the page for dog. <laughs> yes, we're going to dog. How appropriate. Oh, it, it, goes, it goes to husky, not even like dog in general. Just Why? husky. That doesn't even make sense. It is the only dog known by Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia taking a firm stance on its love for dogs. It's only aware of Hus- the existence of a single dog. Huskies are the only dogs, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. The only real dogs. You know, I can't prove you wrong at this moment, so. Wikipedia says so. I told you. All right, so we're going to Husky. For other uses, see Husky. Disambiguation. Oh, no. <laughs> I just want to see what's there. University teams, sports teams, aircraft, places in Antarctica. What? Music. Yeah, in Antarctica, there's Husky Pass, Husky Dome, Husky Heights, and Husky Massif, a rock outcrop. Damn. Music, businesses and products, other uses. See also Husky surname. As a surname. Anyway, back to uh, Huskies, because I want to talk about dogs. Let's talk about dogs. All right. Husky, I know it's a really popular name, and most of you probably already know it. Uh, Huskies are sled-type dog, basically used for fast pulling. They're kind of a crossbreed between various other kind of breeds. So Huskies are generally used for speed, while the Alaskan Malamute is used for, like, heavier loads, which I did not know that. That was actually interesting. Huskies are also uh, kept as pets. Basically, uh, huskies are, are fast little little fuckers. The word husky originated from the word referring to Arctic people in general, Eskimos. So dogs were called huskimos. Oh, That's fucked up. That's like racist almost. That is slightly racist. Like, oh, you're an Eskimo? Is your dog? He's a huskimo. Fuck you. On one hand, it's pretty racist. However, on the other hand, it's kind of cute. Cute? That's that's the word you came up to describe with it. That's like, it's cute. oh, look at that little chocolate baby. It's so cute. Look, my mom used to give me Huskimo kisses every night. So. <laughs> Huskimo kisses. <laughs> Nearly all dogs' genetic closeness to the gray wolf is due to admixture. However, several of the Arctic breeds show a genetic closeness with the now extinct Tamer Wolf of North Asia due to admixture. 
So, I mean, Huskies kind of have like a wolf-like lineage. So that's pretty fascinating, actually. The Siberian Husky and the Greenland Dog, um, to a lesser extent, also the Sharpay and the Finnish Spitz um, all come from that same lineage. Oh, they got a Husky puppy picture. <laughs> I like that Jamario's like, oh, I'm going to talk about the genetics here and their genetic history, and that's really cool and interesting. Look at and the Tyler's puppy! Like, Look at the puppy. <laughs> it's so cute! His head is too big. I mean, doggo <laughs> picks will always trump any bullshit that gets spoken about at any point in time. Huskies are energetic and athletic. Yeah, anybody that's fucking met a husky knows that. Uh, yeah, they have a thick double coat. They could be gray, black, copper, red, or white. A lot of different kinds. Um... Also, they do have a large tendency to be uh, heterochromic, meaning that they have two different color eyes. Huskies are really frequently heterochromic. There's certain breeds of uh, Australian shepherds and Australian cattle dogs that are very frequently heterochromic. I think that's super cool. I would fucking love to have heterochromia. Yeah, dude, I want fucking heterochromia. Yo, f- hook me up with some some fucking eyeball juice to poke in, in there and make it different you can't uh, get your eyeballs like tattooed uh okay never mind no, no i don't, want don't that. do that have you seen the picture of the person who got their eyeball tattooed it like started swelling up and it was just gross don't don't be that guy don't be the edge lord oh yeah i will i'll be on no edges thank you i'll be nice and on this this nice steady ground here yes. that's fine I'm going to skip ahead a little bit because this sentence is fascinating to me. Um, these next few sentences, that is. Since many owners now have husky dogs as pets in settings that are not ideal for sledding, which is which is a thing because a lot of people have places, like Alaskan actually. or Siberian huskies in fucking California, and those dogs are like dying. Other activities have been found that are good for the dog and fun for the owner, such as ski joring. What the fuck is that? You don't know what that is? Well, it's an alternative to sled pulling, but mainly used in somewhat the same environment as sledding, with the exception that the owner does not need to pull a full pack to participate. So it's just dog sledding with an empty sled. Or dog sledding with just one dog, and you just have skis, and you're like, ah, I'm lazy, pull me, dog, yay! The dog gives you that little extra oomph. The dog's like, yeah, I'm doing some work. And you're like, yeah, I'm drunk. You fucking go home. Just drive me home, dog. Also, you didn't. if you don't like snow, there's bike joring, which is like ski joring, but you're on your bike. Uh, real talk, I actually, I actually do have an attachment for a bike that I use for my dog. And it's actually like, like he doesn't pull me, but like it is actually like really good for the dog because they get good exercise and we get to hang out. So it's a thing. Well, now you can say that you're bike joring. How does that? Make Hell you yeah, feel? dude! I want to be a bike joer. In popular culture, the phrase three dog night," meaning it is so cold you would need three dogs in bed with you to keep you warm, originated with the Chuchki people of Siberia. What? I've never heard that. I mean, I've heard the term three dog night" before, but I did not know that it was about that. It's because the Russians are like, we can sleep with dog or woman. Three dog more likely than three woman. <laughs> Bring the dogs. Or, as someone pointed out, they referred to three women as dogs. Also possible. I mean, you, you can mix and match. You just got to be careful what you're sticking where. Audience on point with the observations today. Yeah, you got a good audience over there. Might need to have some of them in as hosts sometime. 
you know what? What's really kind of I coincidental is that right now we're watching John Wick. The Twilight Saga, which features werewolves, and the TV series Game of Thrones, which heavily features dire wolves during season one, are thought to have inspired a surge in popularity for husky breeds. However, animal charities have also seen a massive increase in owners abandoning the dogs as they become too difficult. No shit. You know what? Fuck that. Yeah, these fucking assholes. These fucking assholes get like, oh, I just want a puppy. And then they go, oh, shit, this dog actually has a lot of energy. I didn't do any goddamn research about this dog. God damn it, fucking assholes. Okay, where are we going to go to from here? We could go to Eskimo. I'm kind of interested in the Tamer Wolf. What's Tamer? Wait. Or Origins of the Domestic Dog. Oh, that would talk about dogs. That would talk about dogs. Just a generic dog. Just generic dog. This is now a dog cast. Look, man, we go from Korea to dogs. I'm okay with that. Hi, welcome to Whiskerpedia, where we talk about dog whiskers. Wooferpedia. Wooferpetia. You pet Uh, the woofers. uh, (laughs) Nice. (laughs) (laughs) You tried real hard to pretend that was actually a good joke. Okay. Anybody got any preferences? We can look at skewering. Uh, I've let's go to yeah. Let's do skewering. There is a pronunciation here. Yeah, it's skishering. Oh my god, is it actually? Yeah. If you hover over, so all the uh, international phonetic alphabet stuff that's in Wikipedia, if you hover over each letter, it will tell you like this sound, like in the word this. It is skishering. He is very correct. Skishering is a winter sport in which a person on skis is pulled by a horse, dog, or dogs, or a motor vehicle. It what? is derived from the Norwegian word skishoring, meaning ski driving. Uh, pulled by a motor vehicle? What's the fucking point then? Just get on the vehicle. It's like skitching. What's you guys skitching? Remember ski- you guys know what, you know what skitching is? I don't know dick about shit, okay? So it's like when you're like on a skateboard or rollerblades or something and you grab the bumper of a car and just let it drive you around. Oh, that's called oh. sketching. Yeah. Okay, I guess I'm just fucking dumb as shit then. <laughs> yeah, that's why I've got you on the podcast. God damn it, wow. dumbass. Fuck you. I'm out of here. <laughs> fucking fucking whole ass bitch ass hoe. Just going to fucking like swish that from half court. Anyway, skishering with the dog. Skishering. <laughs> Dog skishering. Skishering the dog is a sport in which a dog or dogs assist a cross-country skier. One or three dogs is commonly used. Yeah, use one like you're a goddamn badass. Don't use three. Basically, the cross-country skier provides the power, and the dog adds a little additional power by running and pulling. So even in this, you're still doing most of the work. Yeah, pretty the much. The dog's just there for to have a good time. But you could have fun with a dog. I, I see nothing wrong with this. This is just a wonderful time for everyone. Uh, many different breeds participate. I'm reading ahead this sentence you're reading right now, sorry. The only prerequisite is a desire to run down a trail and pull, which is innate in many dogs. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that you need to make sure your dog has a good time is that your dog likes to run. Most dogs like to run, so you should be fine. <laughs> Uh, athletic dogs such as pointers, setters, and other herding breeds take to skishering with glee, as do the other northern breeds such as the Huskies, Malamutes, uh, Samoyeds, and the other Inuit dogs. However, any large energetic dog is capable of enjoying this sport. 
Golden Retrievers, Giant Schnauzers, Labrador Retrievers, clarification needed, and many crossbreeds are seen in harness. Uh, American Bull Terriers? Staffordshire Terriers? Bulldogs? If that's what you got to work with. Wait, American Bulldogs? Yeah, dude, they're hefty. They may be short, but they are fucking solid-ass dogs. I know they're short, but, like, I feel like they wouldn't be able to, I don't know, the amount of speed and power they would need to get, to keep up, I guess? I'm I'm more surprised that American Bulldogs would want to run over some distances. I feel like they they're, them and their tiny legs would kind of get gassed out pretty easily. Small dogs are rarely seen ski-shoring because they do not greatly assist the skier. However, since the skier can provide as much power as required, any enthusiastic dog can participate. That's Aww. all you need. It's just got to want to do it. Like You, you want to run? Do it with you do it. You could do it with Chumley. I probably could. He'd just be like, but- I don't know what you're doing, Dad, but you're sweating and cursing a lot. This is fun. Uh, he would probably be... He'd probably be upset because he would want to stop and sniff things, but, you know, that's whatever. Yeah, that's why you keep skiing. (laughs) All right, keep moving, you asshole. Let's move. The skier uses a classic diagonal stride cross-country technique or the faster skate skiing technique. The skis are hot waxed from tip to tail to avoid slowing the dog team down. That seems like cheating. Oh, fucking waxing up, dude. Oh, man, equestrian ski-shuring. God, I can never get that right. Skishering dogs are taught the classic dog sledding commands to start running, hike, turn, G and haw, right and left respectively, or stop, whoa, and to pass, distractions, on by. Training is best done on foot, before the person straps on their skis, to avoid being pulled into objects, like trees. Or half-frozen creeks. Great. Half-frozen creeks, not just... You know, maybe they want to go for a dip in a regular creek. I mean, I still don't want dogs pulling me into a fucking creek full speed. Yeah, I mean, like, any any creek. Like, that's absolutely what my dog would do. She would, like, see a squirrel, and I'd be like, no, don't do that. And she's like, oh, I'm fucking doing it. And just, like, slam my ass directly into a four-foot frozen river. And she'd be like, you okay? You're okay. I'm going to continue on. Okay, but squirrel. Yeah, I, I got something to do. You you deal with those weird wax things. I'm going to keep doing this. So, equestrian ski-shoring. It consists of a team of a single horse guided by a rider pulling a it's person a on team. skis. It's one horse. Who by a, a, is carrying a person on skis who carries no poles and simply hangs onto a tow rope like water What's, skiing. What? Why not just ride the fucking horse, you asshole? Well, because if you look at the picture, someone else is riding the horse. Yes, and that guy who is behind the horse is an asshole. <laughs> just think, that horse is going to shit during the race. <laughs> yeah, that's why you got skis. You just ride right over it. Just fucking your run it skis. over in Switzerland, the competitions use riderless horses, so so the the skier is the one who has to give the commands. Well, the first appearance of it in North America was in Lake Placid in 1915. Okay, I was trying to read ahead and see, like, did this almost become an Olympic event? And no, it was just, it just showed up. And that was like a time it's just in which... dudes fucking off. That was like a time when people were doing, like, walking competitively. So it, shit was just bananas at that time. When World War II ended, men from the 10th Mountain Division, our soldiers on skis, returned home. There were no ski resorts or lifts back then, so their cowboy friends attached a long rope to their saddle horn, and the skier held on as the horse was ridden at high speeds down a long straightaway. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, get on back behind that horse there. He about to drag you down the road. A lot of these races originally were were done behind reindeer for a while. Like, it was one of the, the original debuts in Stockholm. And the Nordic games of 01 and 05 and 09. There's an interesting section in here. Reindeer races are still held very frequently in Norway and Finland and Russia. And then there's a weird link to skior.com. Like, just by itself, www.skishore.com. Like, it's not like a regular hyperlink. It's Yeah, like, somebody, like, just threw that in there. I think they meant to throw that in there as, like, a reference to something because of where it's placed, but they fucked it up, so it's just sitting there. Or they just fucking copy-pasted this section from somewhere else. Yeah, no, if you look at the rest of this entire historical background section, it has some links to things, including links to other Wikipedia pages that are just, like, not proper citations. Yeah, there's, like, links uh, to PDFs and stuff. fucked up. That's what happens when you put weak Wikipedia into the hands of the plebs. <laughs> I doubt anybody even fucking looks at this page very frequently. Ever. I'm looking at the, the revision history right now. December 28th, 2018. Removed unnecessary capitalization in dog breeds. <laughs> Fixed error. 1.5 meters is about 5 feet, not 8 feet. You fools. Removed unnecessary capitalization in rock climbing. Eliminated unnecessary capitalization in dog breeds. Disambiguated labs to Labrador retrievers. Like, I don't know what's more sad, that we're reading the edits or that there's this much controversy on ski shoring. But you know what? Whoever wrote this article, fucking Wikipedia amateur over here. Like, come on. Yeah, Get your I shit mean, together. Just fucking figure it out, man. Motorized ski shoring seems like a complete waste of time. Like, behind a snowmobile. Get on. That's why, like, no one fucking does it. And that's why this section is, like, only, like, four sentences. Followed by a bunch of, like, media links to, like, movies that are red links. So you can't, they don't even say anything <laughs> about them. Nice, yeah. In the media, links to two red, like, movies. And they're both red links. Great. Good job. Perfect. Related summer sports include bike shoring and canicross. Canacross is just running with dogs. Guys, there is Canine yak cross skiing. country. Yak, yak skiing. skiing. Yak skiing. Oh, we going to yak. Oh, it's only like four sentences. Oh, is it I just would say almost all of these yaks? are from Norway. Yeah, yak skiing is a sport practiced in the Indian hill resort of Manali, Himachal Pradesh, as a tourist attraction. Involves a water skier. Involves a skier waiting at the bottom of a slope and a yak at the top of the hill. <laughs> What? <laughs> this 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 brings up more questions than answers. So there's like a pulley system. So there's like the yak is going around a bend or like something that the rope is around. And then the skier shakes and swiftly puts down a bucket of nuts. This attracts <laughs> the yak which charges down a hill. <laughs> the yak so is just... charging, guys. Look out. So it just fucking launches you up the hill as the yak scrambles down the hill to get the nuts. I gotta get those nuts, man. Just gotta get those nuts. Oh, shit. There's a link to Yak Polo as well. Look at oh the picture God. of this. Look at Stop this badass picture. These Mongols. Oh my God. Yeah, this is a Mongolian sport here, apparently. It's a Mongolian variant of the sport polo. It is played on yaks. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Thanks. Okay. I had no idea. Cleared that right up. Uh, originated in the early 2000s as a tourist attraction. 
Yep, that sounds about right. Shit, I'd see it though. I would Dude, too. I'd fucking, I would try to go play. And people would be like, um, have you ever ridden a horse before? Nope. And they'd be like, are you sure you want to do this? Yep. <laughs> Good talk. Bye. The event is held every July and is sponsored by the Sarhad Tourism Corporation. Great. That's the thing that I hate about these short articles. It's like, I actually want to know more about this. You give me shit. You've told me just enough to be upset about the fact that I don't know more. The only reference is from an article from 2006 from the Daily Telegraph, which likes to put out bullshit articles. So now... By Richard Spencer. Oh, fuck. Are you serious? Now I have to question authenticity. That That can't be the same Richard Spencer. It can't. Yeah, I just went to the link by Richard Spencer and Ulan Bator. I highly doubt this is the same person. Uh, yeah, I hope not. I'm just going to assume it's not. God damn it. I'm glad that this is car- at the bottom for Wikipedia. It shows like team sports and then has like this is under stick and ball sports. Stick and ball. Also, interestingly, ice hockey is under stick and ball sports, not net sports. What? Well, I guess like Why? net. That is very Net is like. Net is like supposed to be like like a uh, oh yeah right, call like it? tennis or something yeah like tennis yeah that's fair that's fair um, but I'm also looking at some of the things that are net sports and I'm like what the fuck what is a foot bag net foot bag net that's a little cheating using those links at the bottom I don't think we should use those to jump around besides I think we're probably pretty close to done oh yeah time flies when you're drinking and talking about bullshit and yaks I just want to fucking know more about yak polo. I guess I gotta go read this article by Richard Spencer. That's like 12 years old, 13 almost. (laughs) Yeah. All right, do we want to do one more or do we just want to end on Yak Polo? Because why the fuck not going from the largest talent agency in Korea to Yak Polo? I think that's a good progression. I guess it means we didn't really move that far, like geographically speaking. Kept it all in like Asia. We barely migrated from that continent. We went to like New Zealand and then... Yeah, did we really do anything that other than jump into New Zealand for that one actor? Did we really even leave the I mean, Asia continent for much? I mean, we went over to like Norway. I to guess discuss, we did. We... Yeah, discuss ski shoring. Yeah, and to talk about dogs. Yeah. Yeah, that, that did kind of go into Mongolia. some Inuit territory as well. So yeah, we, we, had a, we had a good trek around the world. We did. Not too bad for a Tuesday night. Hey, hey. Hey, we did it. We did it, boys. All right. Well, Jamario, thanks for joining us and helping out on short notice. Hey, not a problem. And thank you, audience, for audiencing. We helped. Yeah, you thanks, helped. everybody, for being an audience. They even contributed once or twice, and that, that's important. They said some things. I'm so and, proud of them. You know what? That's more than <laughs> Eric does sometimes. <laughs> well... Eric just says things in general, and sometimes you just want him to just shut up. To just not. It'd be nice if he didn't. (laughs) Can you just not? Thank you. All right, well, that's all for today's episode. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back uh, sometime soon. See you later. I'll be back as a professional uh, yak polo -er. All right. Well, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good one, guys.